0: Hey, y'all it's your sugar here and guess what time it is it must be 7:30 on a Wednesday night because here we are and we're about to talk women's boxing I am Natalie Sugar Brown for those who don't know me just yet let me introduce myself and for those who are true to the show let me reintroduce myself I have I am Natalie Sugar Brown I um, also known as Miss Too Bad, been in this game for a very long time. So I'm a, I'm a crone now, as they would call a woman who has, a female boxer who has been through the journey and now I'm out. I am actually out and I'm giving everyone an authentic perspective and um, view of what it is to be in the industry and be a female or a woman in the industry of uh, women's boxing. Um, So yeah, I've been an elite uh, level fighter for the majority of my career as an amateur and as a pro. You can Google me. I've had some good days at the office and I've had some bad days at the office. But guess what? Sugar know the business. Okay, so. Tonight's title is What Women's Boxing Sells. Oh, Michael chimes in. I'm so happy to see you, Michael. Hi, Sugar. Happy Hump Day. Happy Hump Day. Let me tell you, because this Wednesday, shown up been tough on you, girl. Shown up been tough on your sugar, but I'm glad that uh, my guys are here um, and present, and, and we can all get together tonight and have our little party as we normally do on Wednesdays. Let's see who else chimes in, but we're going to talk the talk tonight. Mike, uh, you know what, you, we, we're going to have a conversation. Let's talk, because tonight is talking about what women's boxing sells. So I, my lovely assistant has uh, some images, and we're not going to show them just yet, because I'm going to introduce the topic, meaning... Like I always say, women's boxing, even though we fight, we are very different from the industry of male boxing. We do not promote or sell ourselves in the same way, even though right now um, they're trying. Uh, promoters like Eddie Hearn, De La Hoya, um, Golden Boy, um, Top Rank. These these. Uh, Larger promoters now that have opened the door and and let some women into their stable are are selling us in the sport. But I think they have a lot to learn when it comes to how to sell a woman boxer, not female boxer, woman boxer. Okay, because um, there's a difference in. Being a woman in the sport and just being female by gender in the sport. Okay, we we're gonna visit some of that talk now. Okay, so um, how women's boxing was sold back in the day, um, when it when it first started back when uh, in the nineteen twenties. You know, women were boxing and. Yeah, we were boxing back then, and it was really like a, a circus act type of thing, a sideshow. But women were scrapping too in barnyards and you know uh, underground stuff. You know, they, they, they took the damn uh, top off and and had the bra on with the. I mean, I, I've read stories where you women we. We didn't use gloves, we were you. We were like actually fighting. So, you know, wrap the hands and grow the nails. Y'all see Sugar Got Nails now, but yeah, because you know, sometimes you gotta, you, it, it was really, it, it was really um, archaic for women fighters back in the day, but we were fighters nonetheless. And I don't want y'all to call it nothing else, okay? I don't want y'all to call it MMA, wrestling, worldwide, we was fighting that's what we were doing. Okay. And so, as time continued, we were still fighting. Um, We, we still made it to platforms. Barbara Brutrick, back in, in the 1920s, a small gal, but she was quite a fighter. And um, she, she made a name for herself in women's boxing in those times, right on up till um, women started making a bit more of a name, uh, mainstream in the, in the fifties and the sixties, uh, and the seventies, Tiger Tremar, Kathy Kat Davis, all of, the, um, the ton of Wanda, all of these names. I, I, I hate just throwing names out there, but these are the names that come to my head. Um, as the, the real trailblazers, of uh, um, now taking not trailblazers of women's boxing, trailblazing, trailblazers of taking it from underground to a more commercial vibe, okay? Uh, People talk about, uh, trailblazers and, you know, legends and all of that stuff and, and, and really don't know who the hell name they should be calling, right? Um, when you talk about trailblazers, you're not talking about Christy Martin, Lucia Riker, Layla. You're not talking about those figureheads, those people that were made. We're talking about trailblazers, women like uh, Tiger Tremar, who actually went to the state commissions and Got licensed, tried to get licensed, and 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 were rejected, and and had to fight for the right to make a living being a fighter. Not legitimately, not fighting underground, you know, and and risking your life for something that may not even uh, turn out. turned out to be account and anyone has accountability. Once we start licensing, and once we start doing all of that stuff, then people become or have to become accountable for what goes down, okay? So the trailblazers were the women, the first women who got their licenses to become professional boxers and make a living legitimately as fighters. So. Moving on. Um, it's been quite a road. It's been it's been quite a road because you know the, the pros came first and then the ammies, the amateurs came. Uh, which normally is the other way around, you know, the amateurs and then you become pro. But like I said, women's boxing was never the same and was never sold the same as male boxing. Okay. Uh, so um, going into follow me now, follow me now, uh, going into the story of how this thing progressed, uh, I was a part of the first wave of women's amateurs that made a, a difference in the industry and and but uh, put put countries. On the map, put uh, programs on the map where they are legitimately training women on an Olympic level in in the discipline of boxing to perform. Okay, so um, I proudly uh, claim that, along with uh, a, a lot of my other peers who. Uh, their their names kind of fell by the wayside. Um, Kenesha Ely, um, Veronica Simmons, uh, uh, goodness, Janine Je- Martin, uh, Mickey Pryor. You know, you know all of these, and and those were our New York ladies. You know there there's the West Coast uh, Blanca Gutierrez. Uh, just ah, the list goes on, and I hate naming the names, I'm sorry, y'all, today is a hump day, so I don't have the list of names, but I'm going to come back with with those names because they do need to be spoken. But um, Cindy Zamudio, you know, and she was quite a heavyweight. Um, Letitia Robinson out of Chi-Town. These these names, these women um, that were feared in the pro game. So at that time, the women's amateurs, we came out and we were actually being taught as the sharpshooters. We were having a lot of experience more so than the women pros because as a professional now, you're you're only fighting when there's a professional opportunity. As an amateur, there are tournaments, there are shows, and even though they say they're fewer and far but be- between, we were able to fight each other and we were able to help each other extend to a a standard of which, you know, we surpassed what the pro women were doing. Okay. So I said that to say this, um, legends wouldn't fight us. Right. They blocked us out the game. They cut our money. So when we were starting to turn pro, even in sparring, they wouldn't spar with us. I remember um, old champion, world champion, Mitzi Jeter was in my k- kitchen. And uh, she was nice to a certain degree, but she wasn't uh, let me take you under my wing and, and, sh- and, and, and guide you type of nice. She was a nice where, bitch, you better not come think you can claim any grounds that I have. So as the female and as, as the pro female in, in, the, <laughs> in the circle or, or in, in, in that kitchen, in the gym, oh, we had some spirited nights where, yeah, I was a scrappy young girl to say to her, I'm here, you finna respect me, and I got the IQ that's going to make you work. Okay, so uh, thank thank her for that. Uh, But there were also pros out there that did take you under uh, their wing and and used encouragement. Not that we were best friends, but the encouragement was just tremendous. Uh, Pros like Chevelle Hallback, um, pros like, um, goodness, she fought Christy Martin. Christy Martin was not, and I'm going to say this, Christy, I mean, not Christy Martin, um, Mia St. John, not Christy Martin, because I didn't meet Christy, but I did meet Mia St. John and she was not nice. OK, um, people have their stories and she's a sweet or whatever. But I tell you when when fe- it's a competitive game. So when uh, a female comes onto the territory and you may feel that she has some attributes that may be comparable or surpass you the 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 environment becomes competitive and some of these broads are catty okay that it is what it is mia st johnny was a caddy broad okay um other you know isra gergra she fought um christy martin same type of deal, hi, bye. But there's nothing where you know there was any camaraderie there. Um, Nina Allen, she was very nice. She 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 wasn't to take you under the wing, but you know she she, she lent her perspective whenever uh, whenever needed. And and really, that's 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 what you need as a, a young woman. Growing in the game, and that's what you need as a broad in the game. That's what you need as a crone in the game. You need that camaraderie. You need that respect. You need that mutual understanding of the standard that we're all going to operate at. Ah, but I straight off topic. Um, going back to what sells now. So we're going back to what sells, and uh. The thing about women's boxing and what sells in women's boxing is some of us take the easy road and some of us put our blinders on and focus on just tracking the road. The easy road is, I'm gonna get by on my beauty. I'm gonna get by with the boyfriends or the relationships that I can somehow manage to manifest and get the best out of it. And I'll use my womanly wises to get what I need and what I want out of the game. The other extreme is, no, I I ain't playing no games with no one, I'm not trying to be friends with nobody. I'm a fighter. I can fight. I'm going to let these take me as far as I can go. So that's from one extreme to the other. Easy way, right? Hard way because um when you focus on that on just fighting to get to the top, uh, it's a hard road. It, you you get blackballed. You get um you know, you get barricaded. People shut that door. They don't, they they don't want to fight you because they know it's a hard fight, and they know that they will have to fight. Right? They would much rather fight uh, the ones that get there easy because those girls get the attention, and I mean, those bras get the attention, and um, they get the opportunity. And you just might be able to clip one of them okay so i mean that was the game and then you have that comfortable medium median where the fighters like sugar where yes i i do use my womenly wiles to leverage myself on certain platforms but at the end of the day i can fight and i will fight and i want to fight okay Uh, it seems like those who walked the road of that even till now are the ones that somehow um, luck out doing it the easy way Uh oh we got somebody chime, uh, chiming in Zev it's not just about fighting if you're attractive and can fuck. okay so I, I agree with you uh, Zev and thanks for thanks for chiming in listen it's hump day but we got this we got this party started uh Zeb comes in he and um corrects themselves Zeb says it's not just about fighting if you are attractive it's um and you can fight okay so i i totally agree with that because it's about marketability right and beauty is in the eye of the beholder right so yes um it, it's not just about fighting our angle um our angle is using what we are women to sell and market what we do so Zev comes in again um it's about selling tickets and making money if you're attractive and can fight you are more marketable <laughs> and then uh, comes in to say sorry on my iPad it's a business yeah. You're absolutely right, Zeb. I agree 100%. Okay. So it is about selling tickets for men and for women, but how are tickets bought, right? How I would market myself in selling tickets is different than my male counterpart in selling a ticket, right? Some people, just like to see women fight and behave badly. Some people don't want to see it right there. And there are, um, corporations, companies, and all of that, that support certain things to a certain degree. Okay. Michael Orr chimes in advertising and marketing gurus have been using hot and attractive women to sell products for as long as I can remember. Michael, or also says um, boxing is a product that needs to be sold. Okay, so I hear y'all and I like it. It's a party. Okay, but that's not how women's boxing is sold. Yeah, I said it. Okay, women's boxing isn't really sold about um, with the idea of, oh, she's hot. Oh, she's attractive. I want to see her fight. Um, women's boxing is sold is, oh, she's hot and she's attractive. I want to see how she looks when she gets her ass beat. I want to see how she looks when she takes a punch. I want to see how she comes back from it. I want to see her behave badly. That's the appeal. They really not trying to look at if she could fight. And it was heartbreaking for me too when I realized that and not trying to see, oh, she could fight. Oh, she punches her. Oh, uh, no. There have been worse. There have been horrible female fighters that just can't fight. And they have been um, the grandest money makers. It's marketability. And it's like I said, you you guys are right in, in that sense. I totally agree with you, but it's using your angle. Okay. So um developing a persona because like I said it's about whether you like the broad or not in women's boxing it's not about if she can fight it's not about how pretty she is or how not pretty she is it's about whether you like that broad or not okay you may she uh she may not be the most attractive broad but You like her swag in there. You like her personality. You like what she does at the weigh-in. You like the the shit she talks, right? May not have anything to do with the way she fights. You just like her swag. And you'll always show up to see her execute, okay? Whether win or lose. Because in women's boxing, that's what our fans are. Our fans are our fans win or lose because they like the broad. Okay, so sugar, you know, sugar, I I speak for myself now. Um, I have diehard fans because um, I've gone on so many hiatuses and have to come back and reinvent myself. And every time I, I had to come back, I was a different sugar. I came back better. I came back different because I had to keep the audience interested and I had to reintroduce myself to my fans every time um you know i i came back with different styles in my fight right but i also kept certain things that my fans loved about the old sugar that came up so it, it's it's following it. much like men boxing used to be way 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 back in the day how we sell women's boxing now is following that woman on her journey to croneship, okay? And I've explained this in previous sessions that we've had, um, that that we've, that previous episodes where there's phases of evolution in women's boxing, right? You start off as, you know, a, 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 a young amateur, okay. Uh, we we call them amies. We t- we call them um, greenbacks. You know, we we call those th- that they really haven't been in a real fight. They've been in amateur fights, and you know we don't talk about them too too much, right? Because um, they haven't re- played the game the way the game is played just yet. Then. You become a professional. Okay. And so as a professional, you start off as a prospect. You're abroad. Okay. And uh, abroad is a a female who is willing to fight. Okay. Um, Then you evolve and you become a crone. Okay. And that crone is the older version or the older fighter who she's been in the game she might have been an amateur then she then she was a professional broad and then she has evolved into um a crone and the crone is she's been in the game she's seen it all she's now come into her own as a woman and she is ready to uh, she's mature where she she can take on all opposition and she's just at this point entertaining to watch in her performance. Um, David Chase, hey David. David comes in saying Michaela Meyer has real potential to be one of U.S boxing's biggest stars. All right, David, that's a bold statement can you elaborate on why you feel like Michaela Meyer has real potential to be one of uh, US boxing's biggest stars? Come come on back, let's talk. And anybody else who may agree with David, come on, let, let's talk about this. Michaela Meyer's name com- comes up. um, And yeah, she's quite popular. She was a part of that first wave of young green, greenbacks that went to the, or was attempting to go to the Olympics. I think she got beat out by, is it Queen Underwood? Um, snatched that dream from up under her. I think that was, I think Queen took it from her. So um, I'll give you my take on Michaela Meyer. She does have the potential to be uh, a star. But um, okay, David comes back. Mayor is currently ranked sixth on Dazen's women's top 10 pound for pound list. Needs a win against Bum Gardner, though. All right, let me tell you something about these rankings. Don't come up on the show with no rankings from Dazen, no ESPN rankings no ringside rankings, all of those ranking, uh, lists or all of those panels are paid for. Okay. them peoples, Michaela peoples, them her promoter pays those people to put her name on a pound for pound list. Michaela ain't fought nobody to be considered a pound for pound. Okay. Yes, yeah, she fought Erica Farias. Erica Farias, okay, fights at 140 pounds. Michaela Meyer fights at what 132 featherweight? Okay. Michaela Michaela and her people didn't play too many games, okay? Until Michaela steps up in her opposition, in real matched opposition. I, I see her as a potential star, but right now she's just, um, she's a paper tiger right now. I think Hamadouche beat her in, in, in their matchup. And, um, because her promoter was the promoter of the fight, Hamadouche got robbed. Okay. So we're going to call a thing a thing. She's, uh, she, she's pleasing to the eye, but, uh, I, I, I need to see her perform. She ain't that cute for me to watch her do this and make money that other other real fighters should be making. She's not giving other fighters opportunities. Okay? Hello. So David Chase. Tiara Brown. When she steps up and she fights Tiara Brown, then win or lose, I can say, yes, Michaela Meyer has real potential, but she playing that paper tiger game. And I don't respect that. And I don't appreciate that. She's too talented to be a a, a fighter that hides behind those games. And, and that's what she's doing. And that's why she's not getting the that that's really why she's not getting the um, spotlight in the ring that she should be getting. Oh, she's she's playing Miss Commentator and she's doing everything outside the ring, but her ass need to be doing what she it, what what she signed up to do, which is fight. And she needs to fight. Uh, she she needs to fight. Um, high level opposition and she needs to she needs to step off of her um home ground and extend herself and 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 show the world that she don't need that protection that she's a real fighter um david uh david also follows up with saying co-main on clarissa shields and savannah marshall okay um she didn't earn that that just means her people's paid for her spot OK, she's always been up under Clarissa Shields. Now, Clarissa Shields is the superstar of women's boxing. People don't want to give her credit for that, but she's the superstar of women's boxing. If Clarissa Shields ain't if her name ain't being called in it, nobody is trying to see it. Nobody's trying to look at it. OK, and, and we need to call a thing a thing. Right, so she, uh, Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. It's gonna be, I, I'm, it's gonna be a very interesting um, match. I don't see any of those girls knocking each other out, but I am very, uh, I, I'm very curious to see the IQ that will be. Um, that will be performed, what each lady's boxing IQ looks like at this point in their career. Um, I think they should have given uh, more contenders an opportunity before this match came together. So they should have fought each lady should have fought more killers getting to this point because When you fight the killers, you add value to yourself and you add value to the game. Okay. And they're, they're fighting the same high end opponents, right? The same women body bags in their slow ass body bags that can take a whole bunch of punches and shots. And they got people that put money behind them so they can be high end opponents. But there are real contenders like Raquel Miller, out here that are licking their chops waiting for an opportunity to perform and 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 test abroad out here test one of these champion broads out here um chris peters all right you coming in stepping in hotter stepping in hotter this year okay so chris peters comes in and says 130 pounds is a stacked division i see it i see it 130 pounds is coming in with with some um good opposite with with some good names chris uh tell me tell me who I oh you came in uh hyun mi Choi would be a great test for mayor i know but Will she leave Korea? Is she from? Is she? She's Korean, right? Listen, don't get mad at me, y'all. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not trying to say that all of those Asian countries are relatives, but I just think that I think Hyun Mi Choi is Korean. So this is it. Um, Disney Faker versus Faker. Okay. Hyun Mi Choi is, I like, I mean, her style is straightforward. She got short arms, but she's big and she's tough. She could take a beating, okay? And she just really just wears her opposition down. Now, a fighter like Michaela Meyer, Michaela and Meyer ain't knocking nobody out, and Michaela Meyer ain't hurting nobody. So her versus Hyun Mi Choi would be uh it, it would be an interesting match. Um, I think that match, the winner of that match, would depend on whose porch they fighting on, OK? Because I don't see any of those girls leaving her porch to fight uh, anybody. Michaela Meyer doesn't step outside of her neighborhood, and Me Choi doesn't do it, right? And so they sit with they sit on these belts, and they don't want to fight the opposition that they should fight. And there are contenders, there are real contenders waiting for opportunities to fight them and they won't fight those girls, okay? Uh, Chris Peters comes in, uh, oh, David Chase comes in, Terry Harper in the mix as well. Yeah, Terry Harper in the mix. And you know what, I'm gonna I'm say this, when she got knocked out by Baumgartner, this is what i saw and this is what i know okay terry harper was struggling to make that weight that's why bum gardner knocked her out okay bum gardner is strong but if you saw and as a fighter i can tell you this because the very same thing happened to me versus mccaskill okay i'm devastating at my right weight But what happened was I dipped down, I dipped down for a challenge. I dipped down because, uh, I, I was made to go down to that weight. Okay. And when you're not in your weight class, you're a different fighter. And if you don't have your corner and if you don't have the proper trainers to prepare you to be the fighter that you need to be at that weight, you will, I mean, chances of you getting dropped or knocked out, I got dropped. And then, you know, they waved it off. I I was stood up and I was ready to fight, but I was in McCaskill's backyard. So, ah, and, you know, they didn't want that fight to go on because look at it. It's out here. It's out here in the web. I was given, I, I was given just like I was taken. OK, um, so it wasn't it wasn't where there was a domination thing. It was just. You know, as a fighter, I I wasn't in my I, I was not in my right weight. Um, So, yes, Terry Harper, it, Terry Harper is a good one. I would love to see Terry Harper and Michaela Meyer fight. That would be a great matchup. Yeah, um, I would love to see. Amanda Serrano go go back to that weight go back down to that weight and fight Michaela Meyer, Terry Harper, um Choi, right? Instead of hopping around and fighting the popular girl, which is what she's trying to do, she, right? Serrano, she fought some decent opposition, padded her record up in uh, Puerto Rico and stuff, got the big fight against the darling Katie Taylor. And now what, right? Because, yeah, what is it? Um, Jake Paul, Jake Paul got her as the the one legitimate thing on his cards now so he can be, be a boxer, be a boxer who doesn't really fight real boxers and make lots of money. He's found he's found a, a, a glitch in the matrix. I, I, I hate it. <laughs> Why? Because um, as a fighter, I've I worked hard to make money. I worked hard for the opportunity to get on certain platforms. And you telling me because you used to play video games and and you were, used to be a Disney boy that now you get to play. Like a boxer, I'm not I'm not a real boxer, but I play one on TV. You know, you get to fight people who aren't even boxers and be considered a boxer and make lots of money. Nah, we need to raid the ring and make him fight a real boxer, a real fighter, someone who is in that uh pay scale that he's embarking on and see how well he does, earning his money as a boxer. Um, Chris Peters comes in and confirms that I know what I'm talking about, Choi is Korean. Thank you, Chris, thank you. And uh, David Chase comes in, yup, Choi hasn't really fought anybody noteworthy. Hmm, okay, Uh, don't let me tell it. You see it, right? So and these and and these fighters sit on the belt. And the belt is what makes the money. You see what I'm saying? Now people, the sanctioning bodies are blocked, are stopping stuff from happening. So unless you are playing the ranking game, it's gonna be hard for you to make money other uh, contrary to back in the times where I was coming up, where you can make money as a fighter as long as you can gain a following and fanfare. They're cutting that out, right? They cutting people, they cutting our our water out here, broads water out here, right? They're making us play that sanctioning body game and it's not fair, right? As long as they can pay that bill every three to six months Oh no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to defend here. Here, are co- here's a, a couple thousand dollars for me to keep the belt. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll take your money. Right. Until that fighter can't pay the sanctioning fee anymore. And then they say, no, you have to fight somebody because now as the sanctioning body goes, they just want somebody to make money off that belt. So if you can't pay the bill to hold that belt, they're gonna make you fight the uh, somebody abroad that's gonna pay the bill for that for, for them belts. Hence why I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna have to um I, I'm have to tell somebody business, hence why Cecilia Break us. Um we sorry sorry baby girl and this ain't this ain't gossip, okay? I'm just telling y'all how it is out here. Like we women and we talk, we talk about each other. We talk that girl, you see, she's she doing bad out here? Hmm. You said, Yes, yeah, she was down there. She was down there at crunk training, trying to, trying to get back in. Yes. That we do that. So Cecilia break us now. They calling her the bag lady out here. Why? She ain't got no more money. She ain't she can't bring in the bags. No, she ain't got the bag no more. She the bagless. She's trying to find a home. She's homeless. She don't have no big name promoter behind her no more. She not she doesn't have that money-making potential that she used to. But McCaskill did. McCaskill was able to get some real money behind her. And that's why McCaskill has all the belts at uh, welterweight. I think it's welterweight. Yes. Right. But the funny thing about that path is I stood on Cecilia breakfast's porch. Most of our career. Okay. I turned pro first and she turned pro after I stood on her porch and I said, listen, let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. Okay. Contract. Let's fight. Let's fight. She fought everybody else. She fought everybody else. Sugar didn't get a go. Sugar didn't get a go. And the one bitch that beat her was the one that went through sugar. You see what I'm saying? So I guess it was all in the stars. I feel, I felt, I felt good that it was McCaskill that took them belts off of her right because she had to get through me and i guess i legitimized mccaskill to say okay she could fight on that level that's why they poured that money behind mccaskill and now mccaskill wild ass in there windmilling and doing all that stuff she's undisputed and can nobody stop her from being undisputed because she has money behind her she has her people paying all the bills for all those belts and she will keep those bills as long as she pays the bill she her promoter is Eddie Hearn so she's in a good cushy place until somebody can pay the bill or somebody can pay a bigger bill than what she's paying right leave tips and all that good stuff um, David Chase comes in and says, Hearn tried to make a unification match between WBC champion Alicia Baumgartner and WBA champion Hyun Mi Choi. Yeah, Hearn tried to do that. How'd it work out for him? Korea don't play that. I don't care if your name is Eddie Hearn. You could be Santa Claus. You could be uh Mary. Jesus Christ mother. Korea ain't gonna play that game. They've been like that for years, for decades. No one has paid attention to them. But they've been like that for decades. You're not going to go and 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 think you going to make a match against the Asian champion and uh, off their home ground. They they're keeping it over there. So unless Baumgartner fly her little caramel drop. Uh, sugar Daddy complected self over the Korea The fight Choi. That fight ain't happening. <laughs> um, Because Choi gonna sit on the belt. Um, Chris Peters comes in. Depends. Devin Haney has all the belts, but Tank said he's the A-side. Oh, my God. Come on, Chris. I I thought we was going to have a good conversation tonight. Don't don't make me cringe. Now, with regards to Devin Haney and Tank and A-side, B-side, let me tell you something about Tank. Tank doesn't realize that he has reached the pinnacle of what he can be in boxing. Tank ain't got nothing more to give. Tank has not evolved otherwise, other than that big punch that he does. I think it's an uppercut, okay? Tank does not perform in the ring. Tank has no uh, flair or pizzazz outside of the ring. He's not very marketable. Honey, your days are numbered. Now, Devin Haney has been groomed since he was a young boy. In the same camp, right? So Mayweather, they're both from Mayweather camp. They're both from Mayweather promotions. So uh, Floyd want to make money regardless, and he's gonna make this super fight happen between Haney and Tank. But Tank don't realize that, yeah, he may need to hype this lad, this this beef up between him and um Haney, and he is not the A side. He's the elderly side, yeah. Um, as a promoter, what kind of sense? Cause right, let, let's 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 play the game of promoter. What kind of sense? What kind of longevity? What kind of long money am I gonna look to make? Making a twenty-eight year old geriatric because twenty-eight is old in men in men's boxing, okay. What do I look like making him the A side? Where I got this young y'all come in with the numbers. I don't know how old um, Devin Haney is. But I think he's something like 22, 23, something like that. I got more I got more years of making money in the game with Devin Haney than to keep Tank um on 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 the A side. So guess what, Tank? Uh I'm going to hype this fight up between you and and Young Blood. And what you're going to do is you're going to try your best, (laughs) right? You're going to try your best because I'm going to use you. Because Tim Witherspoon said this in in, uh, one of the Friday night panels that I was on. And I love that he said this. After you get your run at being the man or the woman, then they use you up in the game. You become an opponent, right? And your money or your value then becomes what kind of opponent you are, and you become a high-end opponent until you get down the rung, right? To where you're just fighting now to, um, you're just fighting now because you don't wanna end up parking cars at Ruth Chris. <laughs> yeah, this this industry will chew you up and spit you out. And it's worse for the women um the boxing knowledge comes in okay okay you come in high boxing knowledge you come in Layla ali versus Ann wolf who you think would have won that was the first big women's fight it never happened some pretty face didn't want to dance women of that era era were more reluctant to fight okay so let me tell you something about that era and these two women Layla ali cut a lot of women's water out here. Layla Ali knew she was going to come in the game, use her daddy's name, and block anyone else from getting opportunities um, if she had anything to do with it. There were a lot of contenders, better than Ann Wolfe, that were lining up for an opportunity for Layla Ali to show the world, I'm Muhammad Ali's daughter. I'm the greatest too, right? And she had the potential. I, I, I'm gonna say it just, I'm gonna say it. Chris Peters, you you mentioned, um, was it Chris or um, David tonight that mentioned um, Michaela Meyer? Um, hmm. Uh, I think David, David was talking about Michaela Meyer and her potential. Well, Layla Ali is the same kind of thing, potential as Michaela Meyer. Okay. Layla Ali did not fight the, the, the real contenders in her weight. Um, her legacy is orchestrated. She was able to afford all the belts. She fought Joe Frazier's daughter. Joe Frazier's daughter ain't fight nobody, right? So they were daughters fighting, da- daughters finding daughters, right? So it wasn't, the, the appeal wasn't off of that these women were actual badass broads and they were contenders in there. And it runs in the family because their daddy was bad too they just lucked out and got the lottery ticket oh my gosh dad had fun one night and here i am with his last name and now i can make some money from it yes i'm gonna say it like that now layla is a big girl and layla could fight to a certain degree but she didn't extend herself to be any uh, to, to be a contender that us real women in the game could respect, right? Y'all out there are impressed by Layla Ali because y'all don't know much about women's boxing, but we in women's boxing, we know about Layla and we not really excited about her, right? That's why Clarissa Shield said, what? I'll dust that hoe. And we were like, let the church say, amen. Because yeah, right? And then people coming out talking about, oh, she needs to be be respectful and pay homage. Respect what? She went to the Olympics. Clarissa Shields went to the Olympics and got two gold medals. Respect who? Layla need to put some damn respect on Clarissa's name. Let the church say, okay. So, um, David Charles comes in. Oh, versus Ann Wolf. So, Ann Wolf was a raw dog. Okay. She, that was a raw broad in the game. And she was trained old school. Her trainer, he he's passed on now, but he trained her like, I mean, he put her through some grueling training. So, she was hardwired. Who I thought would have won in that matchup, though, is Layla. If Layla had enough heart to fight Ann Wolf, because Ann Wolf had the fire, Ann Wolf would have fought Layla, right? Because Ann Wolf had nothing to lose, and Wolf came up hard from the street. She was homeless, right? So she had that fire in her, but Layla didn't have the heart to extend herself for that fight. I mean, she's, she talks and says it was Anne that was scared, but Layla, if you really wanted the fight to happen, the fight would have happened, okay? You Muhammad Ali's dead daughter, okay? So I think Layla Ali would have won because L- Layla Ali is a bigger girl. That that girl, big. And she has some weight behind her, her punches. So, um, and she knew how to box. She had... Good training, Uncle Roger trained her. So um, I, I think Layla. I, I would have bet on Layla in that fight. Her versus uh, Jackie Frazier. Jackie Frazier actually won that damn fight. <laughs> y'all, y'all look at it again, right? But people were excited that Muhammad Ali was there, and he was like, "I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not doing it. The internet is a horrible place, and y'all not gonna sit here and watch me do that." y'all should have stopped me with Ali. Okay. But he was on the sideline and we was happy just to see that he was present and he was watching his little baby girl fighting and stuff. Right. But that, that really had nothing to do with what was going on in the ring. Layla was getting her ass whipped by Jackie. Frazier lied. Okay. Um, uh, David Chase said the same, the same with Garcia, I think. So, um, David Chase comes back with Garcia. I mean, if the little boy get his mind right, Garcia's there talking about he got mental health issues. Who ain't crazy in boxing? Who haven't been through shit? Who haven't been depressed? We go in, we walk around with some stuff going on, and you, little boy Garcia, got the nerve to be like, oh, mental health and, oh, I'm going to sit out, sit your ass out somewhere and let real and let the real men uh, fight and fight for stuff. I hate when people bring up this little boy Garcia because you too soft. He's too soft. He might can box or whatever, but he's too soft. We need to bring back the rugged fighters also into boxing. Everybody has an amateur background and this amateur background has become such a pageant, it has turned into pageantry, okay? To where, oh, he has this belt. He was in this tournament. Oh, oh, and he's backed by this group, and he roll with these people. What about the people off the damn streets, right? That's been fighting underground, right? That have earned their keep. That been that um, had to had to survive. Those people are champions too, and they used to make their way through the boxing world too and become champions, right? But now it's become a soap opera, right? which is what I don't like about the industry now. And it's it's coming, it, it, it's it's pouring into the women's boxing game as well. Um, the boxing knowledge comes in and says, it's more fearlessness in women's boxing lately. We appreciate that. So much Michaela Meyer versus Alicia Baumgardner, Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall, Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano men ducking fades. So I'm going to tell you this. Okay. All of those people, except for Clarissa Shields are ducking. Bumgardner played that damn game. And you can see she got her ass, got beat by, by a real look at her record. She was playing that game and she thought she was cute out here until she pulled a real card and they beat her. I think she might have, I don't know if she got stopped, but she got beat bad in the fight she lost. And it was because she was playing that game, okay? So all of those women, Michaela Baumgartner, um, uh, Savannah Marshall, yeah, I'm gonna say that, Katie Taylor, Amanda, They playing this game. They ducking. They are ducking. They are ducking. Who have they fought? That's the thing. That's what make a killer. A killer makes a killer. Who have these girls fought? Who have they fought? Name me a killer that they have fought. Now, I would say Clarissa Shields fought one killer i know she fought was um shown what's her name her name was Sh- um goodness come on my lovely assistant come on with the name we call her um i call her Shonuff, and her name is sugar's bad with names i'm sorry y'all but this one was no joke she was the 140 pound she had all the belts, I think, super welterweight. She had all the belts. I would have loved to see her versus Jessica McCaskill. Um, goodness, her name is at the tip of my tongue. They call her the boxing grandmother because she was old. At, she was a crone at the time that she busts. Um Goodness, she's about to get inducted into the Hall of Fame and her name escapes me. Y'all come. Um... Uh, Chris Peters comes in and says, yup, a loss is not the end of the world. You can lose and you can lose and your stock still go up. Depends on your performance. <laughs> Let the check we have, are we having a party or are we having church? Yes. You move in my spirit, Chris. I like it. That's what it's about. That's what make you like the broad. The fighter that she is, it's not whether she wins or she loses is whether she gets in there and she she shows you how bad she is. She shows you where she's willing to go in a fight. That's what, that's what it is. And that's what bring builds your stock as a female fighter, right? It's not about winning, losing what my hardware is, what my belts are. Listen, I always say this, I got several belts in my closet, okay? And they just, and they, I'm still better than some of these broads, several belts, meaning that they ain't sanctioned belts, they belts. And let me tell you something that them belts right there, way heavier than them sanctioning belts because Sugar is a bad broad. Sugar was a bad crone out here, right? My name, my, my name got respect in these streets, okay? I was and check the record from amateurs. I was one of very few fighters that could knock a bitch out clean. Yeah. Not pity Pat. We wasn't going to no decision. I lived by the sword and I died by the sword in there. Right. If I didn't knock your ass out, you, you going to have to, you going to have to clip me. You see what I'm saying? Um, right? But now uh, I get to talk about it and I get to share it. Um, the boxing knowledge comes in talking about don't be so mean. I'm not being mean. I'm not being a, me- I'm not being mean. I'm calling a thing a thing, right? I love, I, I love all of my sisters out here in boxing. I just got to call them on the bullshit. Okay. Um, sorry, y'all I got the plug in. I, I gotta call them on they on they bull jive because it's too hard. It's hard out here for a, it's hard out here for a female boxer, and for you to be out here faking it while there's real ones out here in line struggling, trying to make a living, trying to make a dollar doing this. It's not fair. You you you're not adding to the game, right? You you're. you're you're, um, you're the reason why women's boxing ain't making no money. And you're the reason why we're not building and evolving. Um, the, the boxing knowledge comes in and says, amen. That's right. Uh, Chris Peters comes in and says, Shields is versatile, highly decorated champion. She's more skilled and more talented than Marshall. Shields outboxes and outwork Marshall." IMO. I don't know what IMO means. Remember, I'm an old lady, so you gotta keep me up on these little shortened terms, okay? Um, but I I agree, I agree. I don't think Marshall is the, the fighter that's going to make Clarissa Shields extend herself in the ring. Um Savannah Marshall is has fought Clarissa Shields' leftovers. She hasn't made her own legacy in fighting her own killers in her own skid row in her journey as a fighter. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what sells in women's boxing. I don't even have to use my images. We having a good talk tonight, y'all. Oh, in my opinion, thanks, Chris. So what I'm saying is, um, yeah, you got to, you can't be, like, this is this is women's boxing right now. Oh, you fought her, I'm gonna fight her too. Oh, you fought her, I'm gonna fight her too, right? It's like wearing the same outfit to, uh, I, she wore that outfit to that last party. Ew, that's disgusting. Like, yeah, that, that's a woman thing, right? Don't show up at the same party in the same outfit as me. One of us gotta go. <laughs> right. So, um, Shields, um, Savannah Marshall's claim to fame is that she beat Shields in the amateurs. This is the amateurs. We talk about amateurs that have, um, you know, the, the judges are, are the most, besides professional, um, judges, the amateur ju- judges are some of the slimiest mofos in the industry. Okay. Um, You might not. I mean, the points that they gave you, Marshall, could have gone like this is the amateurs. We're not even talking about that. But that's your claim to fame. And then you fight Clarissa Shields leftovers. You don't even you're not even bad enough to make your own skid roll and find your own killers to prove how bad you are. Right. You fighting Clarissa's leftovers. She already solved those problems. Okay, she already solved those problems. Um, what's the thrill in watching you fight them? That's what I had to say about, um, that matchup. It's not a mega fight. It It's mega to where, okay, you know, there's history, there's beef. I like the shit talk between both of them. But like I said, I wish there would have been more in that climb where they now come together. Right? None of them fought I keep saying this, Raquel Miller. None of them fought her. Raquel Miller was a great contender, even in the amateurs. And you telling me, Marshall, you couldn't fight her? Like, um, who's out there? Tika Hemingway. Tika Hemingway. Okay, look these broads up. OK, and these are girls that they didn't make them. They didn't get the seat as the top national champion, but they were some bad greenbacks out there. And now they're broads making a living professionally boxing and they have they're evolving as well in the game and no one's giving them a chance. No one's giving them uh, no shine under the spotlight because everybody's so starstruck over the popular girl. Let's not do this. Bring some names to the table. It's some bad broads out here. It's some killers. Make these girls accountable. Make these champions accountable for their resume, right? A killer makes a killer. You show me who you fought. Who you fought is the caliber of fighter that you are. Um, Chris Peter saying L- LOL at David Chase, shields will give Marshall that work and when she does, people who pick Marshall will be full of excuses and not give her an ounce of credit for doing so. I said it you, you damn right, Chris, and I said it when I first got invited on the um, on on the talk and fight panel. I see this as a trilogy, I really do. I see Shields versus Marshall as a trilogy. The first one is not gonna go, it's gonna be so close that we'll have to see it again. And then when we see it again, right, then the decision may be a fucked up, beep, I'm sorry, may be a screwed up decision. (laughs) And then uh, they will have to do, come back and do it one last time, one last time to get closure. And these girls, they, you know, the, the mega match, the, the money happens three times. Okay. And then after that, then what? Clarissa Shields is engaged. I see her gonna, I, just, I see her retiring and, um, becoming some, something else in the game. I see her, if no one else, if they don't allow... Any of these, uh, Oksana Castillo, who has to go to heavyweight now because they blocked her. Oksana Castillo out of, I think she's out of Dominican Republic, got used up as an opponent through this game, and she was, she is a hell of a fighter. She's a, she's a monster, okay? But, you know, they do that. They do that to the contenders. They do that to the real fighters, and that's why women's boxing won't make any money and don't make any money because everybody you are as good as your weakest link and if if we're not even hyping up our weak our weak links, our opponents, our journey women, if if we're not giving them any credit, how are the champions going to bring money to the game? Right? Ain't no broad out here special enough for me to care about who she fights. I don't care. <laughs> I've seen better fights um uh on Black Friday in the Walmart par- parking lot than some of these championship fights, some of these ticket selling fights. Yeah. So I mean, we we have to we we have to start we we have to start talking about this. We have to call a thing a thing. We have to raise the expectations for these broads out here, for these so-called ch- potential, these champions, these Disney uh, girls that you know look like the girls. What at the end of the day, you got to fight. You got to be a fighter. That's why we came in this, right? Because we came in here to fight. We came in here to be the baddest. Um, David Chase says it's a great fight for women's boxing. It could go either way. Nah, it ain't gonna go either way. (laughs) Clarissa has too high of an IQ for Marshall to get over on her. And Marshall has not fought anyone in the game to extend herself to the level of where she's going to be a problem for Clarissa Shields. She doesn't have the power to hurt Clarissa Shields. I just don't see where uh, Savannah, um, uh, David Chase comes in. Uh, Savannah is heavy-handed. For C-level opposition, she's heavy-handed. Savannah Marshall versus Christina Hammer. How do you think that fight would go? Christina Hammer is a heavyweight by nature and Clarissa Shields drugged that, drugged that broad from post to post in the ring. How do you think Savannah Marshall would do against Christina Hammer? And why didn't Savannah Marshall fight Christina Hammer since she loved um, Clarissa's leftovers? That would have been a great test that would have been a great sentiment as to um, what caliber she is as a contender for Clarissa, because she's a contender. She's she's not on the same level as Clarissa. She's a contender like everyone else that Clarissa Shields has fought. Let's call a thing a thing. Um, Enrique Luna, okay, Enrique, coming in, chiming in. Boxing promoters know the business side, but women's boxing can sell if there's if they're on top of the boxing game. Women's boxing been selling. I'm just gonna make that clear. Women's boxing's been selling. Um you don't know the money that's been made that's being made underground with women. Right. That's that underground money. These men now or these promoters that are uh, filtering the game and allowing some of us to come in and allowing and, and, and dictating how and who makes money is one thing. Okay, But women's boxing was always selling. There's always there has always been money in our game, right? It just all depends on where you're trying to get the money from. Mm -hmm. It's a difference between a drug dealer and a corporate man, right? There's a difference. um, What was it? Al Capone was a mobster, successful mobster businessman. And then we have Jimmy Carter, It's the same. Right. Just depends on what end of the spectrum you sit at? That's what I got to say about that, Enrique. But thank you. Thank you for making that point. But I want you to see that perspective there. Okay. So um, I mean, I didn't I had a my lovely assistant had a whole slideshow and I had a whole thing to talk about, but we'll wait, you know, we, we wanna save that till um another time because we had such a great conversation tonight. It was a spirited conversation. I love, I, I love the input of all the uh, misfits. I call y'all misfits because y'all are chiming in to a woman behaving badly uh, online and talking about other women behaving badly, and um, you know, y- y- you have to be kind of. Y- you, you can't be walking the straight line. You got to be a misfit to show up for, for something like this. And I appreciate it, you guys. Um, I I appreciate everyone's uh, take on how these fights are going to go and what they see, because that's that's really showing me that they're, the knowledge, the depth of knowledge that it is... Is growing for women's boxing is is real. Y'all are real, what you have to say is real, and y'all know what you're talking about. I love it. It it excites me to have these kind of conversations because it really it's it's sometimes these conversations are few and far in between. And let me tell you, it is so sexy to be talking this talk, right? uh sorry I, I i tend to behave badly and i tend to walk the line but it you know um it, that's just a part of me and, and and that's just that's just sugar okay so i'm going to uh, call it a night, you guys. Uh, unless we have anything else to say, unless there anybody else that might want to chime in with any questions, you don't have to there's no such thing as a stupid question. There's no such thing as a stupid comment, right? Um, we're having a conversation and we're getting to know each other and and, and really that's what it's all about. Um, the boxing knowledge comes in. We love you, sister. You stay real. Oh my gosh, thank you. Call me sugar. Um. Thank you, David. David Chase gave me the gloves saying, you know, that that's right there. Is that a pound? I see that as a pound, so I'm gonna give it back. That pound, okay. I, I Thank y'all for chiming in and come back every Wednesday at 7.30. At least try. I look forward to seeing y'all. Like, subscribe, share this sugar okay share this sugar right it's always a party when we link up i i I like behaving badly let's do it more often okay uh what chris peters comes with the pound with the boxing glove too i got you thank you baby like subscribe share this sugar um, the boxing knowledge comes in right on sugar. We will be back. Thank you. I look forward to that. Okay. And y'all come in and and bring some names to the pool. Tell me, you know, th- bring some names. I want to know who y'all like. I want to know who what y'all think. Who y'all your favorites are out here, right? And and you know, find some girls that are in the gutter right now. Find some girls underground. Find some names that you think that. Might be uh, a baddie to, to 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 make a dent in the game. Come back, like, subscribe, share, okay? Um, and have a great weekend, y'all. You know that Michael Orr comes in on Fridays and um, talks about women's boxing. And I've been trying to catch up with him. I'm hoping that I can get uh, catch up with him this Friday. If so, I'll see you then. If not, see you next Wednesday. Okay, bye-bye.